0: Here at Freedens we talk a lot about the gospel. About the gospel being the good news of what Jesus has done for us. That even though we are sinful, broken people that are separated from God because of our sin that God in his great love and grace for us has sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay the penalty that we deserve for our sins so that we, through faith in Christ, can have new life uh, with God and life abundant that that he has originally designed us to live even though we were sinful people. And so we celebrate the gospel here. We talk a lot about the gospel. We talk a lot about how we as individuals can be equipped to share the gospel with the people in our midst, uh, the people in our workplaces, our neighborhoods, family, friends, That God gives us the privilege and the opportunity to share the gospel, the life-saving, life-giving good news of Jesus Christ with people all around us. But we also recognize that we as a church family have limited spheres of influence. And the gospel is so important that we want to see it go around the world. And so one of the things that we do towards that end of seeing the gospel go around the world is that we partner with missionaries. Specifically, Freedom's partners with a dozen missionaries, missionary families throughout the world. Some nearby, some in, in places that we would never even, we couldn't even find them on the globe if we tried to find them. But we partner with these missionaries so that our influence as a church will not just be in the surrounding area, but will be throughout the world. And one of the ways that we partner with them is financially. Uh, We uh, take 12% of every dollar that comes in the church through our offerings, and 12% of all the offerings goes to support our missionaries. And one of our missionary families is actually here with us this morning. We always enjoy it when missionary uh, families are able to come in and share what's going on in their ministry. And this morning we have Chip and Lisa Martinson along with their daughters Lizzie and Emma. So Chip and Lisa and Lizzie and Emma, you can go and come up here right now. Um, We're going to have an opportunity this morning to hear what God is doing in and through the lives and the ministry of Chip and Lisa. And uh, Chip and Lisa serve with a ministry called Crew, which is also known as Campus Crusade for Christ. And I've known Chip for quite a few years, even before I got here to Frieden's. But, but God has been working through CHIP in a variety of different places, uh, and one of the things that I really respect and I'm encouraged by um, in your all's ministry is that wherever you are, um, God works through you in very powerful ways. Mm. I think about, I mean, the places I know where you've been are Iowa, Brazil, Miami, now in Milwaukee, and I know that you've served in other places as well. And one of the things I really admire is just how God chooses to work through them in in very, very powerful and inspiring and encouraging ways. And about a year ago, Chip and Lisa came back to this area of the country, back to Milwaukee. They serve on college campuses in the Milwaukee area, including UW-Milwaukee. And one of the really cool things about that is that they are missionaries that we support. Um, but they are also ministering to people from Port Washington and even from Frieden's Church. You'll have an opportunity to hear about that in a few minutes, especially through uh, in the life of Travis Sternhagen, who grew up here at Frieden's. Um, but it's very encouraging to know that, that our, our mission's support of you is not just affecting other parts of the world, but even affecting coming back and coming full circle and impacting the lives of people who are very near and dear to us. So in a few minutes, I'm just going to turn it over to you so we can hear what God has been doing through your ministry. But before we do that, I'd like to um, be able to pray for you. So how can we be praying for you all as a family and for your ministry?
1: Well, we start second grade this fall in preschool. Um, so that 'll be fun chaos. you probably can 't find Wawatosa on a, on a globe by the way. you should be able to find We now live in Wawatosa, uh, which is fun we, we like that, but we um, i 'll be working on kind of four campuses again i 'll be giving a lot of attention to UWM and msoE the Milwaukee School of engineering uh, if you 're not familiar with it so really those, are, those two places will kind of consume the vast majority of of our time. So pray for me that we'd, I'd walk with Jesus and be the husband that she needs me to be and vice versa. Pray for our marriage. Pray for us to have the sanity to be good parents to squirrely little girls. Uh, and pray for us to have good support. We, I, I appreciate freedoms in, in a ton of different ways. But in current reality, I, I shared with Brandon on the phone, I'm like, we do need to raise support. So I probably need to raise... Uh, for me to not chew my fingers, I probably would need to see about five grand come in before kind of classes start. So I'm kind of scrambling to do that. Chew, thumb chewing is my nervous habit. I don't know what yours is. So, yeah. So I'd say that. Pray for me with that.
0: All right. Well, I encourage all of us to be praying for Chip and Lisa and all also our other missionaries on a regular basis. But I'd like to take this time right now to pray for them before we turn it over to here to awesome. turn it over to you to hear stories of what God's been doing. Thanks. So, Lord, we thank you for Chip and for Lisa and also Lizzie and Emma. Uh, we know that Lizzie and Emma are, are starting a school year soon. And we pray for them that this will be a very encouraging and fruitful school year. They will be growing not only in their knowledge of, of, of this world and how to live in this world, but also, Lord, even more importantly, growing in their love for you. And I pray that you will give your grace and your wisdom to Chip and Lisa as they parent Lizzie and Emma Lord, I know that they are busy people who have many different responsibilities, but I pray that they they will be the parents that you are calling them to be, that they will be able to prioritize their children, I pray that you will give a very healthy marriage to Chip and Lisa. They will have great communication, be able to prioritize each other in the midst of other commitments that they have, and I pray, Lord, that you will uh, raise the support that they need. We know that they are missionaries who are supported not only by Freedens, Freedens is a, is a part of that um, uh, support team, but Lord, we also know that there are many others who support them as well. And you pr- we pray that you will provide for all of their needs. You are a rich God, Lord. You, you own everything. And We pray that you will uh, provide for them in all of their needs, Lord. And pray that you'll help them to not worry, but to trust you. And Lord, we thank you for the work that you are doing in and through Chip and Lisa. And we pray that you will continue to do so in very powerful ways. And this morning... We pray for all of us who are here to hear what you've been doing and and through Chip and Lisa, and we pray that you will give us um, a heart to not only think, oh, that's cool that they're doing that, but that we will have a heart to also partner with you in getting your gospel, your good news of Jesus Christ, to those who are around us as well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: Thanks, Brandon. You guys can sit down. Did you see that? Emma was not really praying; she was just doing hopscotch. If you uh, keep your eyes open, prayer person. Can I move this? Here we go, please. Awesome. Hope it didn't break. So yeah, Brandon said, "I'm Chip," and if you've been around Freedoms for a while, you know me. And here's what's really cool about God. Uh, I woke up this morning in the shower. I didn't wake up in the shower; that'd be weird. <laughs> but I was thinking in the shower that about how God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And the beautiful thing about that is, uh, really for me, some of the least spirit-filled times of my life might be Sundays, just trying to get ready for church, just to be reality. It's like, um, so it's the unique component it's, is, as a missionary, so then when you show up, I can feel kind of an intrinsic pressure that maybe you wouldn't feel if you show up here as a missionary, where it's like, uh-oh, I hope my kids say the right thing, and I hope my daughter doesn't point with her middle finger like she always does. Oh, no. Uh, I can feel some of these pressures, and I do. And so for me, Sunday mornings are a goofy time where it can be the least spirit-filled time of our days where it's like, shut up. No, you shut up. Forget you. Okay, uh, you drive me crazy. Knock the kids off. And then we kind of put on the plastic. We're such great missionaries, family. And I, I, can't, I can't do that anymore. Because I, I, I think for me, I, I can feel that unique pressure. Um, and I, I don't think it's, it's not found in reality at all. Uh, But the beautiful thing about me is what Jesus has done. So I'll get to the truth because that's the fun stuff. Jesus wrecked my life in college. I came to know him. I was from a uh, jacked-up family, crazy jacked-up family. Uh, Jacked up if you're younger than 40 or older than 40, it means a rather dysfunctional family. Uh, My parents split when I was six, uh, so we moved from South Florida. I kind of grew up in Miami back up to the Midwest where my mom's side was from. So Jesus really wrecked my life in college because that's where I first heard about him in in a way that I I felt like translated to me, and I knew that my life needed redeeming. I didn't, when I heard the word sin for the first time, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know what that means. I knew the reality of that and that I needed some kind of help or some kind of hope because I wasn't finding it in all the stuff I was doing. Among the stuff I would do in college, I uh, created a, I've always been kind of an entrepreneur, so I created a fake ID ring, which is kind of fun to do in college. But they call there's a word for that in our culture. We call those felons. Yeah, that's kind of fun. So my freshman year, I did that. I did that. I Guys would come into my room, and I had these little clipboards where guys, men and women, would pay 70 bucks, and I'd get a cut of it, and they'd sit in my dorm room, pre-digital, so don't judge me if you're younger than 40. And so the guys would bring the board in, and we'd make fake IDs. And the crazy thing for me when I look back, because I'm a good historian, I, I really love history. When I look back, I think about how Jesus protected me from that, because my junior year, I remember picking up the campus paper and reading, oh, they got arrested because that's a felony. Oh, because when, when Jesus wrecked my life, he really wrecked my life. Uh, I'd, I'd never heard of Jesus. I'm the only Jesus-y person in my entire family at all, uh, even to the point where now, now that, as a missionary, it's kind of like, I, uh, I have committed what I call occupational leprosy, where at, like Thanksgiving, it's like, so how was the promotion with 3M? Great. How is the Singapore account, Steve? What do you do? What, do you live in the dorms? So I get these weird things, because for me in college, which a lot of our culture goes to college, uh, I didn't come in knowing God and even caring about God, but when Jesus wrecked my life, That's when uh, I really understood things, and I did get involved in Campus Crusade for Christ, or the artist formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ, now called Crew. Um, I learned about the Great Commission. It's not—it's easy to pass over, like Jesus kind of—I don't know—he's like, "Hey, don't forget to do this. I'm taking off. I'm going to send now. Bye." But Jesus said, uh, "All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples uh, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit." Uh, even as I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. And when I s- heard that, it was like, huh. So Jesus wants us to make disciples of all nations. And in Campus Crusade world, we talk about Second Timothy a lot. Uh, Second Timothy 2, Paul wrote to Timothy as really kind of his parting words before he died. Uh, and he said, in the things you've heard me say, you, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men will also be qualified to teach others. So this idea of multiplying your life is a, it's kind of a, one of the foundations of Crew or Campus Crusade for Christ. So what does that mean? Chip disciples this guy who then can disciple these guys and on and on and on. And the crazy thing for me about that, I just saw God use me when I was a college kid. Because some of you might... <laughs> might be better Christians than than I am. All I know is that God Jesus wrecked my life in college and I just continue to walk around this earth <laughs> and see him wreck the lives of other college students. And when I say wreck, it's a beautiful wreck. I hope you understand that. And what I love about it, uh, God called me to do this. I didn't want to do this. I was doing corporate sales. I was I was I kind of had my fast track. I wanted to be Peter Jennings or Chris Berman when I grew up. I had fat ambitions. And so when Jesus wrecked my life, it was like, <laughs> I vividly remember it was like, oh, my gosh, you want this to be my job? Oh, crap. What is my family going to say? I'm not going to, you know, the money I, I was expecting, X, Y, and Z. But he wrecked my life, and so he called me to it. And it was 18 years ago this summer that a friend of mine, cause, so then I can say yes to God, fine, I'll do it. I get a corporate sales job, I come here, and I knew two people in the city of Milwaukee when I moved here as a recent college grad. Uh, I end up getting crazy connected, which is mind-boggling, well, for Travis and students who know me, because I know everybody now. I know, I'm, like I'm a degree away, probably from all Christians in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. It's just nuts, because uh, I'm kind of big, loud guy who's funny and tells stories. But it was 18 years ago this summer that one of these now new friends that I had said, you should, you should give Mark Vall a call. I was raising support. I was scared to death. I was like, all right, God called me to do this. Why? Because Jesus wrecked my life, because the Great Commission is real, and God used me to multiply my life as a college student. So here I am saying, all right, Jesus, life wrecker, here we go. So I talked to Mark Vall, and he says, sure. And I get up here and do this very thing. Um, I mean, I, it's funny because historic, if you have been a part of Freedoms for a while, uh, I was supposed to speak the morning of the tornado. <laughs> if you remember that, if you have the wherewithal to know that. I remember driving through like, holy cat, dude, this place got jacked up. I was the first phone call that Mark Vall answered when the fire had hit. And for some dumb reason, he answered the phone. And I was like, don't you need to talk to firefighters? So I, I, I'm, I'm one of you. I, I know this place. It's not like, uh, hey, we just landed from Botswana. But I, I'm one of you guys. I get it. And I think what's crazy, when I look back at my life, uh, after 17 years, starting my 18th fall, reaching college students. Don't judge me or tell other students, Travis. But uh, it's just Jesus wrecking my life and wrecking other people's lives. I came on staff with CREW because, as an organization, we're kind of dumb enough to believe that every person on the globe deserves a chance to hear about Jesus in their own language, whether that's a different language, language, culture, or a different context. Uh, And if you're 40 or younger, you get it. It's like some indie kid needs to hear this. African-American students, however, Asian students, however they need to hear about Jesus, we want them to hear about Jesus. (laughs) And when I think of my life, how we've done that, it's been incredible because I see this idea of spiritual multiplication. That's all that God has done. Like, I wish I could stand up here and say, I am such a better Christian than you guys, and we've got this incredible formula. Uh Uh-uh. Second, you could do this in Port Wash, Fredonia, Oosburg. Pick your place um, where Jesus wrecked my life, and I go and talk to other people about how he wrecked my life. In specifics, I do it with college students. That's my occupation, which is really fun. So, I'm doing that, I'm doing this thing here, and it's very funny for me, because Frieden's is really special to Lizzie, because when I, I think she was three, and I was doing this, and she kind of came up, and she's like, so are we going to the place where I have to go up front with you? Because that was her reference. When I was speaking, when she was three, she just came up and stood by me, because she thought that's what she was supposed to do. So again, Lisa and I came to know Jesus in college. We're first generation believers. Some people are kind of raised in Christian families, etc., we're figuring this parenthood stuff out with Christianity as we go. So if you got books or materials, great, awesome. We'll we'll take the input because for us, that's the beauty. Is we we've, we've seen Jesus multiply our life. Lizzie just a year ago was realizing like, oh, so not just college students need Jesus. Like, no, just because that's her reference point. She knows dorms. She, she's as comfortable with college students as you know, she is with anything except for movies and toys. That's probably the most comfortable she is. Um, so when I, when I look looking back at my life, I really want to be a maximizer of my influence over people. And when I see what Jesus has done, um, he has done that. I, I, again, I can't take the credit for it. I'm the same punk 20-year-old when Jesus wrecked my life for the first time and some staff guy cared for me and discipled me and shepherded me and said, you should try and share your faith. Okay, that's what God's stuff is. You should lead a small group. All right, and boom, God did it, and it keeps taking off. So while I appreciate Brandon saying powerful stuff happens, I, I'd love to be able to take credit for that, but I just can't because <laughs> God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So 18 years I've been coming here. This is probably my 18th time hanging out with you guys, aside from other visits when I come up. And so, as is common, I do this, and then moms, grandparents, friends come up to me and say, oh, my son's a fine Christian leader. You should find him and get him involved. And I've been doing this long enough that it's a roll of the dice if that kid shows up. So that's, the, that's kind of the fun for me where it's like, yeah, I don't know. If I call little Jimmy, is he going to really care about God? Because we've served, again, five years for me at uh, UW-Madison Go Badgers, dated and uh, fell in love with Lisa and she got a load of this, and then we got married, and she was on staff at Point, so we did a year and a half at Point, two years in Brazil, six at the University of Iowa, University of Miami in Florida, uh, because God redeemed stuff, and so we thought, sure, he could redeem even where my dad's side is from. So incredible things happen. Mother-in-law leukemia, got to get back to the Midwest. So about a year ago was when we moved back here. So it was kind of this culture shock for me uh, when I was already back here, and then Uh, Sandy Sternhagen did that great mom thing like oh my son's a fine Christian leader and again I was like okay 50 50." I I just really don't know in my experience sometimes that translates where the the student does want to get involved Um, and I'm by no means expert an expert in the college demographic but I thought sure I got met Travis got his cell phone I thought all right we'll see we'll roll those dice and see what happens uh, and it was great. It was really fun because uh, Jesus wrecked Travis's life. So much. do you come on up and you're going to talk. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis Sternhagen. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, what's on? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. We haven't seen each other since he did his thing this summer, which is, again... Okay, so how did Jesus wreck your life Fastest, fast backward a year?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, actually, I do remember that day uh, Chip talked. I actually don't remember anything he said, though. So this is probably the first time I actually listened to you when you are yeah. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Mom did. Uh, I go up to him, and then he came to me. And uh, I remember he like commented on my tattoo. He made fun of that. I remember that was the Didn't first thing he of said. Didn't make fun of it. Didn't oh. make fun of it, Sandy. <laughs> and um, then, like, I do remember, like, because, well, If you know Chip, like, a little bit, he's kind of, like, ruthless with just, like, if he finds an open door, then he's going to take it and just, like, pursue the crap out of you and, like, never stop. Like, I just remember text after text after text from this Chip guy. And uh, um, really, like, at that time, like, um, I thought it was really funny that, oh, my son's a good Christian leader. Well, really, that was not the truth at all (laughs) Uh, because I was just really good at, like, kind of tricking people and convincing – or, yeah – uh, making them think that I was this good Christian leader when really that was not the case at all. Um, and that's really um, where I started seeing like Jesus just wreck shop and just like come through and just like uh, really show me that because um, I actually really like that word wreck a lot because really that is um, kind of like a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm an art major, so I put a lot of stuff in like pictures, and that's how I do things. But, uh, um, and I had this picture of kind of like this giant palace of my life that I had like, built up. Just like where I was really at, like the throne of it, and like really king and god of my own life, Uh, and really like took a lot of pride in that because I saw that I was able to trick everybody, and that was I was so good at it that I could have anybody like me, I could have anything I really wanted, I could have an entire church tricked that like I was you know following Jesus and really in love with him. But uh, um, so that's when really like um, I think like that was the biggest thing is once uh, I like thought my whole life I was like wait but. Look at everything I built up. My palace is so beautiful and has all the beautiful stained glass windows in it and stuff, and like um, hearing just like a like, well, really chip along with that open door into a crew, and then hearing a testimony of a guy who was like, "Yeah, I was raised in the church, but you know I partied and did this and all of this, and like, but he was happy, and I was in the audience not happy at all. And uh, um, that's really then that night uh, on a hardwood floor of a, a gymnasium. Um, like just stood up and was like I'm not happy this is like what my life really is and I don't tell people this ever and just like remember just like you know watching that palace and just like it just like crumbling down like all around me and then like sitting in the rubble of like that palace that I once had and like that's really where Jesus started you know he just wrecked shop and then he started just like placing bricks and like being like well I'm going to build on this ground now you're done
1: it's just incredible, isn't it? How Jesus is crazy patient with us, dude. And I feel like we're just talking. I forgot there's people here. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I love that about your life. Okay, so you, you, uh, Jesus wrecks his life at our fall retreat. And the fun thing is um, I always give people homework. So part of his homework is to talk to these guys and say, all right, let's kind of out you, which is a beautiful thing to have a friendship with these guys and say, oh, I like you and trust you. And they're not going to be like... Travis, you're an idiot, but when Jesus wrecks your life, we want to out other people, (laughs) out our lives to other people. Because far too often, uh, I'm I'm not good at being a hypocrite, because I'm enough of an idiot. If you put a camera in my life, you would see, oh... That guy's a missionary, and he's sometimes a jerk to his kids, and I'm, I try and be very on, honest and vulnerable about that because Jesus is in the business of redeeming things. He's in the, that's his job. <laughs> he can wreck our lives and redeem stuff, which is beautiful. So this summer, you did one of the Crusade Summer Projects. Uh, two of your favorite stories.
2: Oh, oh goodness. Um, yeah, well, there's like tons and tons, but I think probably... My favorite one um, was we ended up doing, because, I mean, we just, like, share constantly. It's great. Uh, Every day you wake up, you're just like, ah, I'm going to get to talk about Jesus with, like, everyone I run into today. And, um, well, one day we um, decided, like, let's have the people come to us. So we hosted uh, um, a block party. And this is... uh, um, the, this is past beach week, which is pretty much like just like high schoolers coming down and just like partying nonstop. But that had ended. So it's all families. So we just like threw this like block party and we were kind of nervous that no like families would want to come and like eat hot dogs and <laughs> listen to a lot of music with a bunch of college kids. But uh, so um, and we had a, like a megaphone and one of my buddies is like screaming up at like the all the like the giant high rises. And um, this kid just like comes on down. And, like, and we're just, like, being crazy and trying to get people to, like, come into to uh, the block party. Um, and he kind of just, like, starts talking to us. Uh, it's me and uh, my buddy, Joy. And, um, and, like, we ask, like, these five questions to everyone. And he's kind of standing there. So I just kind of naturally, like, started a conversation with those questions. This just kind of became a thing. And as I'm just, like, talking to this guy, his name's Brad. And uh, he really... Um, Like, he was raised in, like, the church as well and just, like, was a young guy. But uh, once we got to the question, uh, zero to 100%, like, how sure are you that you're going to heaven? He said, like, 75% or something, which is pretty much just, like, a huge, like, share the gospel with me kind of, like, thing. And so I got to share the gospel with Brad. um, And he ends up saying, like, yeah, I prayed this prayer. So now he has this, like, confidence, 100%. Of like Jesus, what Jesus has done in his life, and how secure he is in his faith, and how you know one time and you're good kind of thing, and like, um, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. But uh, usually that is where the story ends with people on the beach. It's like, oh, okay, bye. And then they just kind of like walk away. But this is, it was not the case with Brad, and that's why this is one of my favorite stories, uh, if not my favorite story. Um, he keeps texting, and he's just like, hey, I'm actually here for two weeks. Like, I'd love to hang out with you guys. So it's like, sweet, come hang out with us. Um, but then, like, as we're just hanging out with this guy and just like really, uh, just like growing this friendship and getting to watch just how excited he is now that he has this confidence in his faith. Um, one day, I'm sitting at work and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, like, I just really like to uh, meet up with you after, tr- like, or after uh, you get off work and um, just like talk to you about some religious things." He said. And uh, uh, so, we, I meet up with him and we sit down in this place called the Grassy Knoll, which is like not really grassy or knolly, but it's where <laughs> we meet. But. uh... Um, and he kind of sits down, and uh, he says, like, hey, like, uh, I'm not 100% anymore. And I was, like, kind of like, okay, like, why is that? Like, why aren't you 100% anymore? And he's, like, well, first I asked him what number, and he said 80. I was, like, okay. And he, I was, like, why are you 80? What happened there? And uh, he just expressed how, like, um, just um, his family had been really, like, hard on him. And he actually had a uh, a super, super just, like, uh, rough upbringing. Both his parents died when he was very young. He actually was a foster kid. All this is new information to me as well. He kind of never said that. But that's a beauty about what Jesus does and how he really does, like, just push you out into the light and, like, share everything about your life all the time. But, uh, um, and he, like, expresses also that um, he was actually openly gay as well. So it was really cool to sit down, just, like, r- like sprint to grab a Bible and just, like, uh, watch, like, Jesus just, like, spew his truth onto this like uh this young he was fifteen years old, this young guy, um, and just like let him see that like you are a child of God now. Like there's you know, nothing that's gonna like pluck you from my hand. Like uh and I think that and just like with every new truth, just like new tears like with this guy's face and just like, oh, it was super cool. Just like watch God just um yeah, just take him and like hold him close and like tell him he loves him and stuff and no matter what his family thinks about him, no matter what like, society tells him, like, he is a child of God now, and it was really cool. And we did tackle the same-sex attraction thing, too. But, he, you know, he had Jesus, so that'll that'll, that'll work out. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Because if you, if you know what Travis did, part of one of the best things that we do or get to do is we do these summer mission trips or summer projects, we call them. And why do you pick North Myrtle Beach just because it's a fun beach? Nah, because our housing, though it's kind of ghetto, our housing is... Uh, high school students graduate from high school and then come week after week, and they kind of, they habitate the, the entire area around us. So one week, it's like the West Virginia week. Uh, one week, it's like the Ohio week. One week, it's like the New Jersey or whatever. And so we, it's great because high school students come just to kind of hide from their lives, and we're there to connect with them, and students like Travis just to share the gospel with them. And they get jobs during the day, uh, and then kind of nights, weekends, every other time they connect. And what did you, 80 students were living with you? 85. Awesome, awesome. Um, and so I, do you feel like there's a thing that you brought back? I mean, we're kind of getting along in time. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite, favorite thing, aside from Brad, maybe the thing that you're bringing back the loudest? I love to share my faith, or wow, the community was amazing. Yeah.
2: Um, I think the biggest thing, which there's tons of things I'm bringing back, but uh, the biggest thing was actually just personally uh, my love in for the gospel and like the gospel itself and just like the power that it has um, and just watching that not only uh, just change lives on the beaches and in the malls in North Monroe Beach, but in my own personal life too, just like waking up and being reminded of like what Jesus has done in my life and really letting my entire like life revolve around the gospel and then of course that uh, trickles into sharing, and uh, um, I'm so excited to bring that back to campus, not only just um, how in love I fell, or yeah, how much in love, more in love I am with the gospel, and, uh, <laughs> and um, just seeing how that'll um, just change lives on campus, and um, I am actually uh, outreach lead on campus this year, so hopefully just like all that love that God has put into my life can just emanate mm-hmm. to everyone, because yeah, it isn't me at all. Because, yeah, my thing this morning was I thought my, shoe, my feet looked really big in these shoes, so I was nervous coming up here.
1: <laughs> but at the end of the day, I love you. I love you a lot, dude. And it's really sweet for me to think what Jesus did in a year. You can sit down. But I, what you should do with Travis, here's the glorious thing about when students go on these things. Um, they have crazy stories to tell. And so we try and coach students, which is super funny. Remember, I'm still the same 20-year-old idiot that Jesus wrecked my life. Wow. Now I get the, the privilege of doing it and Travis is one of like hundreds of people. Since we've moved back to the Midwest, our house is kind of flooded with students and former students. And so, yeah, they might we might have college kids living with us at any point in time. Otherwise, we'd say stop on over. But people have been doing it. We I think we were realizing last year at Christmas, we've had like 16 units of company stay with us. It could be Travis, the 30-year-old with his wife and kids. Or, sure, okay, we're here. We heard you're back in town. Like okay, great. (laughs) But that's the beautiful thing is I I, I still look back at my life almost like this third-party thing. Jesus wrecked my life in college, and I get the privilege of seeing him wreck other college students' lives. (laughs) You guys don't know who Vince is, though when Vince heard we were in town two years ago, he drove up here to see us do this. So Vince and Todd And we didn't make it without crying, Travis. That was good. Because I'm a bit of a baby. I cry a lot because of Jesus and what he's done, and Travis is a crier too. Vince uh, Salas comes from Elgin, Illinois, came to the University of Iowa, was dating a girl who was a believer, naughty on her for dating him because he didn't know Jesus at all. And he had a chip on his shoulder. Ha-ha, I'm chip. He had had me on his shoulder against God because that's all Kate talked to him about. Um, Okay, I'm not going to – well, okay, here we go. Uh, Vince started coming to our stuff, kind of showing up, bald kid, uh, really rough, tough, he would look like he would do mixed martial arts, kind of tough guy. Um, And he's just got this tough demeanor with me, and I was just trying to be his friend and do what Travis said we do, which is just connect with people and ask questions. Do you come from any spiritual background? Cool. Can we talk? (laughs) I, I mean, again, I wish I was smarter than you and Better than, it's, you can do that. You can go to Fredonia, you can go to Ustberg, you can do that same stuff and just engage with people. And so Vince is sharing with me his story. Uh, Mom isn't really in the picture because she's, um, oh, that's right, in prison because of drugs. And dad is Mexican and lives somewhere. He has no idea, so he's kind of raised by grandparents. And that connects with me. I, I connect when, when people have hard stuff. It's like, well, of course you're Mr. Tough Guy yeah, you're overcompensating, dude. And so we connected about Jesus for probably about a month before he came to me and he was like, uh, I'm ready. I want to ask Jesus in and you got to help me. <laughs> so, okay, great. Fast forward four years. I performed his wedding. Uh, he probably thinks of me like a dad, but I don't, I'm not, my kids are seven and three, but that's okay. It's a beautiful thing. And so Kate, uh, his wife, came up to hang out with us last night, and it was just beautiful just to think, like, look at what Jesus did with this life. Wow, you were crazy messed up. And, but the gospel has wrecked your life. Jesus has wrecked your life. And in the most beautiful way, given him an awesome Christ-centered marriage. He's a he's, high uh, teacher of, uh, I do nervous habits to keep from crying. He is a high school teacher in a crazy high-risk area hanging out with exactly what he was like in high school. And he is the number one high school volunteer at his church. And I'm like, dude, you know that you're a magnet to guys because of what Jesus has done to wreck his life. Vince and Travis are two of a bunch. And I don't say that to sound like I'm a stud or look at me go, but Jesus has done this, and this is the reason. I came on staff because crusade is stupid enough to think stupid in a good way. Every human on earth deserves a chance to hear about Jesus. And I, and so for me, that's, that's what I do for a living. And I stay on staff, not because I love being a missionary, I love saying, oh my gosh, I need $5,000 before classes start, but because Jesus uses this thing to make me more like himself than any other thing and it's like look look at this life if I were to stand out of body he's walking with Jesus he's speaking at what in the heck he's a missionary he has a wife who loves Jesus and his kids who hopefully will roll the dice that he's trying to impact and it's like my daughters they will have the Travis Sternhagens and others of the world to be their heroes that's incredible for me to watch that (laughs) it's just maddening Uh, When we lived in Miami, there was a girl named Jessica, and she's a college student at the University of Miami, but before she got to college at the U, uh, her parents had died in in a murder-suicide when she was two, so younger than Emma. uh, Dad kills mom and then himself. And she was raised by uh, aunt and uncle, who she thought were mom and dad, and then her aunt-mom died before college. She heard about Jesus in high school, had just come to Christ, enter college, here we are, and we became like parents to her. <laughs> Not in kind of a fictitious way, but we're her mom and dad. <laughs> we just did the wedding. If you're on Facebook, you can see it. Uh, Lizzie and Emmett were f- <sighs> the sprinkle, the flower girls. Uh, I did the officiating, and she asked me to do the daddy-daughter dance with her. And it was like, again, same idiot, 20-year-old. I'm like, sure, that makes sense. I know what Jesus is like. Jesus is the life record. In 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about how we are ambassadors. And the the U.S. ambassador to China can either be a really good ambassador or a really bad one. He can't not be the ambassador. And I think for us to be an ambassador of Jesus, we can either be a really good one or a really bad one. We can't say, I don't want to. (laughs) And a really bad version would be, I ignore chances to talk about him. Uh, I, I hide behind stuff. I don't want to live a vulnerable life. And I think a really good one would probably be plugging who they are. They, the ambassador to China probably speaks Cantonese and Mandarin. He goes to China all the time. He knows the business. So for us, what does that mean? We've got to know Jesus, know his word, and we've got to be active. And part of the active for me is just meeting people. And since I'm a missionary, when I meet my neighbors, I have to out myself. You don't because you're a teacher, an engineer, different jobs. So there's different ways to out ourselves as a believer, and I kind of like that it forces me. So when people, what do you do? Uh, I'm a chaplain to college students, and I'm used to the, what? What's that? And it's a beautiful thing, because Jesus has wrecked my life, and now we're trusting Him that Jesus is going to wreck even our neighbor's lives. (laughs) That's one of the beautiful things about what we get to do. Anyway, I want to pray for you guys, and uh, just say thanks. (laughs) Jesus, uh, I am really grateful uh, for freedoms and from Mark Vall to Brandon to everybody who's here. God, would this be a sweet place? Um, Not just because it's an awesome historic building, but Jesus, would your gospel go forth like it did in Thessalonica? Would it just be the gospel goes forth? Jesus, that's what you do. Uh, You come in, and you change our reason to be alive. (laughs) You give us hope and purpose, and then we go with it. Would you make us goers, even with uh, our families, with our friends, with our coworkers? And Jesus thanks that it's not a formula. You're not a formula. You're not a list of rules. You're a person. And so, I, again, I submit my life to you. And I'm grateful for freedom's people helping us get to take you, the, the life wrecker, to other college students. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.